0: Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great.
1: Hey guys, Wayne Johnson. Wednesdays with Wayne, episode thirty-nine. Is that right? Thirty-nine. Yep. We have the uh, Kokomo edition. I guess you could say this week. Kokomo is a really, uh, really one of the racetracks that I really like going to. Haven't been there in quite a few years. Uh, Best outlaw finish I've ever had. There was a sixth. uh, I think that was in two thousand fourteen, and didn't quite uh, fare so well this time at Kokomo, but. Kind of a crappy drive over this time. It was a long ways and
2: oh, I think it was the drive home that was worse.
1: Oh my gosh, that three and a half hour
2: standstill on I seventy for the
1: wreck. Yeah, the truck wreck. Oh man, that was brutal. But well, uh, I,
2: I can tell you, I was excited to go to Kokomo. I've never been there, and I watched the races off of Dirt Vision from inside the trailer because it was so cold. So I essentially rode in the car for twenty four hours to watch Dirt Vision.
1: Well, not only. That, but there's no place to sit or watch or stand. Nobody
2: told me that before I went or I'd have saved <laughs> off a weekend of riding.
1: Well, believe you me, I wish I would have known because I could have <laughs> left your ass at home and not well, listened to all next your griping up and down the highway. Next time I
2: know, no Kokomo for me. Been there, <laughs> done that, check, check, check.
1: But uh, no, Kokomo was a good, it was, I felt good about going to Kokomo for one because we've always ran decent there. We found some stuff with the car this week.
2: I think you mentioned it last week. I don't know if I mentioned it or
1: not, but uh, we had three cars dating back to early 2018. Three cars that uh, our our Jacob's Ladder mounts were actually uh, not in the right spot. My own fault. Should have checked them. Check that off the list from now and I'll ch- double check those every time from here on out. But uh, it just didn't spike the ladder and... That's really why our car, you know, I've been blaming it on them damn tires, but evidently, uh those tires are a little better than I thought they were because when I got that ladder to spike this week at Kokomo, uh, you know, we wasn't stellar, but uh, you know, now we gotta package it, we gotta start all over with because everything that we've changed on the car to make it better, once a ladder spiked has Throw
2: uh, that back out the yeah, window. Yeah, it those
1: all again. that stuff out the window. So I got a year's worth of notes. Or year and a half worth of notes that are just
2: well, it's what not to do.
1: Yeah, I guess you could say that. And I, I mean, I guess it would still work at some places, but um, now we're just kind of starting at ground zero. But it's really we've gone back to the basics. Now that the ladder is sticking, or the the right rear is sticking because the ladder's working, uh, then now it's just going to go back to basics and start tuning from there, like we should. And we did that this week somewhat. At Kokomo, you know, uh, we just went the wrong direction from qualifying to heat race to feature. Just got too tight, Pretty plain and simple, uh, with the ladder sticking that well and just tightened up the car too much and, you know, lost wing speed come feature time. And so you're just too tight. So, you know, as I've always said that I feel like you got to be the tightest during qualifying and then work the other direction. Uh, with these cars and with these tires, and I didn't listen to myself. I went you the wrong way. did
2: the opposite. Okay, well, with that, your stats from this week are much better than they have been, much improved. You went out in the first flight for qualifying. You went out seventh, qualified ninth overall in that group. So that puts you starting fifth in the first heat. You finished fifth, and they took five, so you were in the A. 17th in the A's where you started, and they had you listed as a DNF, but essentially 24th because you pulled off.
1: Yeah, we, uh, you know, let's go back to qualifying. We were the seventh car out, you mm-hmm. said, and first group, and I think the racetrack actually sped up because uh, Donnie went right before me, and he was quick time, and then I, the I was the next car, and I was second quick after him, and then the second group of qualifying, like quick time was quicker than the first groups, so... I think the racetrack just got more defined and cleaned off a little bit and you could actually knew, you actually knew where to be on the racetrack and uh, so you know i i think for where we ended up qualifying and what position and how it all started i think ninth was okay i sure wish we would have been eighth because that's the
2: uh bubble spot well it's position.
1: the it's i always say this inversion spot but it's not you know starting fifth in the heat race is way better than we've been starting so on the first start of the, the first start of the heat race I got to fourth right away and then uh Kating and Kating spun out and took out uh Kerry Matson so had a red flag and then that shuffled me to starting fourth and ran fourth the whole race about halfway through the race I was really starting to get tight I think the racetrack was coming in on the bottom pretty well and started getting tighter and tighter and tighter and just uh I had to open up the entry of three and let Spencer based and dive under me there, and lost that spot, ended up finishing fifth. And, uh, what stinks about that, you know, being in the first heat that makes me lose three spots. So initially I would have started 14th instead of 17th in the feature. If I would run fourth. fourth. you know, so. Right.
2: Well overall though, but then, in the,
1: but then in the feature, like I said, we made changes, the car felt good. I felt like the changes we were making was the right ones. Uh, but when I pushed off for the feature I knew right away that I didn't free up I mean I tightened up too much I didn't free up because I don't know why I guess uh stupidity I guess or whatever but uh, you live and learn like in that like I said now with the right rear having more grip feel like that looking forward to Charlotte for sure and having the weekend off here prepping in the shop and this huge ice storm we got going on. Is not helping much, but... Uh,
2: but hey, hey, we still have power right now.
1: Fortunately, it's been on and off a few times. It
2: was blinking for like an hour and a half today, and I felt like it was like strobe lights.
1: But if you want to go back to Kokomo and say, and you know how we used to give grades, we were doing that sure. weekly. Uh, I would take and say that Saturday at Kokomo was... I, I'd give myself probably a C-. minus. Okay. And heck, I've been Fs and everything else, so... Right. feel I- like, uh, I think finding that right away, and then hot laps, I could tell right away that's what the car's been missing, mm-hmm. and it, unfortunately that we've overlooked it, and that, you know, the manufacturer kind of had a problem there, and we missed that or whatever, and, you know, everyone makes mistakes, so.
2: Well, and you found it, and now we've learned something, and sometimes it just takes a while to figure out what's the problem, but. Now you
1: have something. Well, like I said, you know, I, I even went over and talked to Rob. He was he was working for uh, Schoenberg now, and I went over to him and asked him and, and told him what I'd found with the car, you know, because he's not working here anymore. And Rob said, I didn't even check that. And I go, well, I haven't checked it in a year. Well, because I think if
2: you get it from the manufacturer, you just kind of assume it's what well, you Well, you
1: think that, but you know what? Now I'm going to start checking everything, So, right. which we should be doing at this level, but just overlooked it, made a mistake. So, so
2: I have a question. <clears throat> when you pulled off on the A... I think there was a yellow at that time. Is there a reason why you didn't pull into, like, the hot pit and have them adjust the car, or was it beyond help to adjust it? Well,
1: we were already a lap down, nine laps in, and the car was bad, and I didn't know what. It's because
2: you weren't already the lap.
1: Kokomo was, had a big old curb on it, and, you know, I think only 14 cars finished or something like that. So, just uh, didn't see no sense in tearing the car up, you know, we're... uh,
2: two races away two
1: races away no sense and uh Creating you know, more work wearing out a car uh, here at the end of the year for nothing so we're kind of settled into where we are in points and all that now so I don't think that matters at all so just uh just didn't make want to make any didn't want to make anything drastic happen spend a lot of money having to pull out a brand new car at Charlotte let's get through this year and regroup over the winter and hopefully uh we've learned something here to build on for next year
2: okay good so before we go to break i'll let you know that i got to talk to chick magnet uh josh hegwood today and when we come back from break we'll just go straight into that i talked to josh for a bit and he let us know what's going on with chick magnet motorsports so
1: all right well let's take the break and then uh you'll go you're gonna go straight into that yep okay well good We'll just, uh be
3: right back
0: Outlaw Racing Wings is a proud supporter of the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Outlaw Racing Wings build wings for sprint cars, and micro and junior sprints, as well as for all types of wing karting. Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the wings the champions choose. Choose Choose Outlaw.
3: Hey, Josh, man, are you there?
4: Yes, I am.
3: Good. How are you today?
4: Oh, I'm doing good. Just uh, at uh, my grandma's house in Knoxville here and uh, just trying to stay out all the cold weather as much as I can. It's been kind of cold up here. Uh,
3: that's a good plan. The weather's pretty crummy here this week, too. So 2020 season's wrapping up now. How has uh, Chick Magnet Motorsports been this year?
4: Uh, so far, I think I have 22 wins, kind of better, but not exactly where, where, where I wanted to be at, but due to the COVID, it had to be that way.
3: Right, you have to take into account the schedules that had been revised, and not as many races as you would normally have, too, so I bet your win-to-race ratios probably still pretty
4: good. Yeah, it's still pretty good, um, you know, I mean, uh. Yeah, with the COVID kind of set us back a little bit, but uh, you know, we started back up and uh, you know, it hasn't stopped us since. So we're just trying to get as much racing as we can and uh, trying to get a little bit more wins as we can along the way. But the season's kind of winding down. But yeah, um, you know, 22 wins is still not bad. And uh, hopefully to get hopefully to end it up end it in Charlotte next weekend.
3: That's right. And, you know, it'll be a short off-season, I think, because we'll be firing back up in February. So just a couple months off to rest and then ready to go. You've got some team changes in place uh, going into the 2021 season?
4: Yep. I uh, just added uh, an spoke to my team, uh, me and Shelby, got that taken care of on October 9th, and he, I mean, he's the three-time All-Star Circuit of Champions champion, so you know, he's been fast all, all, all year long, he's been winning races and everything else, and uh, I'm really excited for the opportunity for him to be on board, and uh, well, that will work out, and uh, go from there.
3: Yeah, I think yeah. uh, rifles should be good for you to get some uh, extra wins in the wind column in the coming year. I think
4: that was a good pick.
3: So I'm not, I'm not sure you got to go to a whole lot of races this year but what was your favorite race that you got to attend this year?
4: Uh, I would say um, Park Jefferson because I've never been to uh, Park Jefferson before. And that's when the All-Stars started back up and I was down there for two nights. You know, it was a blast to get down there, to get over to a track I've never been to before and Kind of watch, kind watch the track and see what see what's going on, and then uh, you know, just being there two nights was fun. Well, good. Um, so
3: you you got to at least knock a new a new track off your list or add a new track to your list. So that's good. Yep. Do you think you're going to get to go out at the beginning of the year in 2021 to some of those first races in Florida?
4: Yep. My my schedule might start in, and at the end of January down there at the Scriven Raceway and down in the, and down in Georgia before Florida, but like you said, there's you know there's going to be races coming up there in Florida too. So I'm gonna put those on my list of things to do, and uh, I know East Bay and uh, and uh, Blush are gonna be fast. So you know, really looking forward to. Hopefully start off next year strong, and uh, hopefully start off with wins, and then you know, and then get ready for whatever comes next after that.
3: That sounds good. Do you have any words of advice for your team as they go into the last few races of the season?
4: Uh, just finish. Try to finish strong, and uh, you know, want we'll to make sure all my cars make the main down Charlotte. I know there's going to be a lot of people down there. Want You know, I know there's going to be a lot of cars over there starting next week for the LL show for Friday and Saturday.
3: That sounds like a great plan. Well, it's good to talk to you today, Josh. I'm glad you had a moment to sit down with us and get caught back up. And you'll have to let us know if you've got any uh, off-season news where you want to stop by and say hi. But We appreciate you calling in and talking to you today.
2: Good to talk to Josh. I know that he gets excited to tell us about his team and what's going on. It sounds like there's lots of changes coming for 2021. I know he called us the other day and let us know of some. He uh, kept some of that in his hat, I think, until next year in our discussion. But good to catch up with him. Know he's doing good. I know he's looking forward to a off season and starting to start over again
1: so well i know he was telling me he's dropping some guys and adding some guys and
2: right he's pretty excited about having Reitzel on the team so
1: yeah i would be too i yeah. mean uh 17 feature wins or whatever it is this he's 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 not he's he listen josh is pretty smart on padding his feature win list oh i know he's looking for a season with 40 wins or something i don't remember right. what the number was but no josh is a really good guy you know uh uh, look forward to seeing him when when we get back up to Knoxville. So, you know, I don't know exactly when that's going to be, but, uh, you know, his grandpa, Tiny's going.
2: Oh, to Mexico. To Mexico. That's yeah, so really good.
1: I'm sure there'll be some FaceTime or something going on. So, okay, what else you got going on?
2: Well, I have some notes from last week in my little announcement section. I wanted to say. We have say, an announcement section. Well, now. I think I just started having one last week, so now we have one, apparently.
1: Well, first, uh, I got some announcements.
2: What?
1: What is all these buttons and pins and (laughs) stickers and
2: (laughs) so i ordered a bunch of random wednesdays with wayne merch and when i started ordering the place i placed orders through and initially i just wanted some stickers to get a sample of the quality of sticker well the stickers the stickers i got i love the quality but they're just teeny tiny so i need to order a bigger one so but i do have a limited number of stickers i would be happy to send out if you want to rate review subscribe or something like that but the pins they messaged me and they're like, "Hey, you can get so many pins, like like hat pins or something." I don't even know. We have a bunch of those now, so now we're just gonna have no another, one
1: uses hat pins An array anymore.
2: of that hey was now,
1: like that was like a '80s thing.
2: Uh, my little nephew just bought one at the Outlaw Race the other day. They have
1: hat pen, hat yeah. pins on the Outlaw trailer. Yeah, hmm.
2: it's a thing. It's gonna, get, we're we're starting a thing. So now I can have a Wednesdays with Wayne like hat pin. If you want one, message me and I'll send you one since nobody likes me. Maybe I should
1: send one to my my president and he can put it right under his American flag on his jacket. That's
2: right. You get that happening. (laughs) (laughs) So, what I was going to talk about before you got me sidetracked, this past week, the 2C Racing page did the Throwback Thursday. And thank you for everyone who participated there. Keep your eye out for tomorrow for another Throwback Thursday. And what they're doing is posting... A picture of the car at a track. You guess the track. They put your name in the hopper and they pick some winners. And it looked like they picked a Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter winner.
1: Did Slippy win?
2: No, he did not win. Oh, because I see he's not not I I seen
1: he made a comment.
2: (laughs) We had to explain to the crew members that if you're part of the team, you don't get to vote. It's not common knowledge, apparently. Anyhow, check out 2C Racing's social media. And we'll retweet or repost on ours Thursdays. You always have chances to win some stuff. I don't know what all it is, but
1: huh.
2: some two C, well, Wayne Johnson. That, maybe I can throw in some hat pins.
1: There you go. Maybe uh, you maybe get with Natalie and get some I'll of those send out. Her a
2: bunch, yeah. And I had one other thing <clears throat> at Toy Car Creative on Instagram. They sent in the question of the week last week. Well, as we were driving home from Kokomo. I noticed he posted one of his pieces of art, which was the 2C car, and it looks so awesome. And it's on his Instagram, at Toy Car Creative, and I think it may be on Facebook as well if you wanna go check that out. But I noticed he had some prints for sale for that. But I think he does uh, custom orders if you have a car and we're not your favorite. Don't tell us if we're not. (laughs) But he does have 2C prints. Those could be cool Christmas gifts. So you might wanna go check that out.
1: Man, you just got all kinds of stuff going on.
2: I know. That long
1: ride in the car, you was texting and tweeting and whatever you do in the passenger seat.
2: What I do, yes, sir.
1: And lose your headphones and blame it on me.
2: That's right. It's always your fault. When in doubt, blame it on you. Yep. You have any announcements?
1: Uh, No, not any announcements. Okay.
2: Well, then we'll throw it to break and we'll come back with questions of the week.
0: Highside Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high-quality custom Nomex race suits or embroidered hats, Highside Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye sublimated team apparel, and top-quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email HighsideRacewear at gmail.com for more information.
1: All right, we're back. So, questions of the week and all kinds of stuff you got. Question
2: going. of the week: Found one from David Roaming. I'm sure I said it wrong. David, your question was was regarding the pace of the night. You wanted to know: Do the fast pace does the fast pace compared to ASCS <clears throat> or local shows make it hard to adjust?
1: Yeah, that's one of the biggest issues that I have uh, when I don't have, a you know, a mechanic or a crew chief that uh, makes the calls, you know, back now that Rob's gone and I'm back in charge of making the calls and stuff, you know, uh, I've said this over and over, and I think I've said this even on this podcast, that the speed of the game, and, you know, we unload, you know, the, the team gets there early, you know, we, we roll in at 4 o'clock, and drivers meet stays at 5, and... Hot laps are at 6, and we're on the road by 10 o'clock, right. 99% of the time. So with that being said, there's three or four hours, but it's nonstop. Like, there's not a lot. I mean, you think three or four hours is a long time, but, you know, to get to make adjustments and watch the track, you know, it's just hard. You know, these with these races that are, and it's not even just the pandemic, but outlaw races in general, there are so many folks around. It's hard to get to the track. To be able to observe and see what's going on with the track, right?
2: You've got to fight crowds, and there's people <clears throat> waiting to talk to you in the trailer, and it's just navigating.
1: There is a just it, all it's all a it. lot, but right. uh, it's definitely way different. I like it better just because I'm I'm old, and you know I like getting all <laughs> getting out there by ten o'clock and getting getting into bed and getting a good night's sleep. But uh, definitely don't miss the uh, two o'clock in the mornings with the local shows and some of the three sixty stuff that we've done in the past. With and all it boils down to is. You know, uh, the Outlaws can carry a fan base big enough, I think.
2: They don't have to have all the support classes. The, all the support classes
1: right. to pay the purse. So, uh, and that's what goes on with, you know, the, the local local tracks and the some some of the 360 stuff. But, uh, you know, oh my goodness, I'm, I can remember two thirty, three o'clock in the morning getting out of a track and then, you know, five-hour drive overnight to get to the next one. And... Uh, uh, rough. It's that makes it really rough. But as far as at the track, it's man, it's it goes by fast, and it's very hard to make adjustments. And it's hard enough to make the right calls anyway. And then,
2: but if you get too far off, you're really behind the eight ball. But I
1: think we're gaining. I mean, right. I think we're definitely gaining. I'm getting more used to doing that. Uh, but definitely, uh, there's not a lot of BS that goes on. You know, you get to visit with. Uh, You know, we got a few buddies that run up down the road here with us and we like to visit before the races a little bit. But once it gets going, you know, like this week, we didn't have to run the B main or anything. So we had a little time, a a little little downtime. So that worked out good. But uh, in that amount of time, I made too many adjustments and made it bad. So So you had
2: too much time to think about it. I guess so. You're not used to that. So that was a good question from David. He also had another question. And I thought I'd just go ahead and slip that in there. He wanted to know, he was also curious about how drivers get paid in regards to, do they get percentage of winnings, sponsorship money, et cetera?
1: Uh, there's so many different ways. You know, I know some guys are on salary. Some guys are on percentage. You know, some guys are on percentage plus. Uh, it's it's really, it's...
2: Any way you can make it
1: work. It's not really uh, any science or... There's
2: no standard no, to
1: it. No, no standards. It depends just on, you know, car owners versus... Uh, if you brought the sponsorship you know, and in. A, you know, and a lot of times sponsorship that teams bring. Uh,
2: that comes with the driver versus with the normally team. Normally just,
1: you know, with the way that it works anymore. And Shane Stewart said this the other day about uh, some of these young drivers. You know, that's what it takes anymore. Uh, and we've even talked about it. You know, me and Todd have talked about if uh, a young driver had some
2: backing, some
1: substantial – yeah. Point or or uh, sponsor money that could bring to the team that I I wouldn't be totally opposed of of uh, you know just being a crew chief I think I'd, I I think I would do well at that just uh, my bi- my biggest issue is is if uh, I'm not going to give up my career without being paid well to do it so that
2: sounds fair that's
1: what's going to take uh, for me to step out of the seat so
2: and so it goes it goes many different <clears throat> ways the. Driver compensation just depends on what each person yeah, I mean is. like
1: back in the day, I drove for forty percent, and then, uh as I got better and we won races regularly, you know it, well, it was forty percent, and if I won, I got fifty percent, and then it went to straight fifty percent. I've been on teams that where I just got a salary, and then I've been on teams where I got salary plus you know a percentage of the winnings and uh. You know, there's, it's just been all over the place, and, and I know And there's no I,
2: standard. I, mean, I don't think
1: so. I think it's just whatever you can negotiate with the guy that owns and pays the bills and, and all that, you know. Thank, uh, thank God for Todd and Kelly because uh, they take care of me very well, and I appreciate everything they do for me because uh, if I was on a percentage only –
2: during uh, this year, <laughs> I
1: think I might be, might have went broke. It so. Might
2: have been a bad year.
1: <laughs> but with that being said, it, it it definitely varies, and it would just it just depends on the situation. Okay. Well, Thanks, David. That's those are two really good questions. So hopefully, yeah, I David, can, hope. I
2: appreciate you sending those in, and if you want to send me an email at waynejohnsonracing at yahoo I would be happy to send you a care package and a Wayne Johnson or Wednesdays with Wayne hat pin. I think I'm going to go put hat pins on every single one of Wayne's hats just because. You ain't got enough hat pins. Oh, try me. I got a lot of hats. (laughs) You do have (laughs) way too many hats. That's a whole other problem. Okay, my question of the week. This one's been, been chewing on me a little. You multiple times have mentioned good air or bad air when you're tuning the motor. You talk about, you know, we had good air that night or we had bad air. What qualifies as good or bad air?
1: <laughs> well, <clears throat> you know, 100 degree weather, mm-hmm. hot, humid, a lot of water grains in the air. Uh, that's going to be bad air just because uh, the air's thick, the motors don't run well, and you got to, you know, you... you um, we're just, you know, we're just going to use, for instance, like if it was 4,000 feet... Uh, density altitude at 100 degrees out, that's horrible air. The motor's not going to make a lot of power. Uh, And that's just like racing it, you know, in the mountains, basically. You know, when you walk up, you go snow skiing and you get to 10,000 foot of elevation, you don't breathe very well because the air's thick and heavy. So the engine works the same way. And then like the other night at Kokomo, it was 600, uh, density altitude was 600 feet above sea level. And... Uh, you know, you just got to pour the fuel to those motors because if not, you could burn a motor up very easily in really good air. And that's just, that's kind of the same way. So good
2: air is good and bad air is bad, but sometimes good air can be bad?
1: Well, definitely. If you don't tune the engine either way, even if it's 100 degrees out and and you're racing at 4,000 feet, if you don't tune the engine properly, you could lean it out and burn it up then too. But basically at sea level... Like there's times at Volusia, in in February it's below sea level, so that motor basically takes all the fuel that you could basically give it. But the motors definitely will make more power at sea level than they will at five thousand feet. Okay, does that make sense at all to you? It
2: does. Just scratching the surface. That but sounds actually, like a very complex. But a lot topic. of
1: people. I mean, a lot. I mean, and you know, uh, a lot. I get some slack about this, but. Some guys don't agree with me on this, but even when the air is heavy and thick and, and you know, the, the, uh, I don't think the wings work as well. Like when we race in Montana and the elevation's 5,500 feet, mm-hmm. the air is so thin there that the wings don't work as well
2: hmm that's an interesting
1: thought process i mean it's in, in my opinion i mean and it may be just that the motors don't run as well so then the cars are tighter but i know um you know back in the 360 days when we'd race in uh say like in billings or whatever uh you know those things i guarantee you they're 100 150 horsepower off of if we were racing in tampa or somewhere like that so it makes a big difference it really does i mean just like with dodge city we're at Dodge City with the Outlaws this year. The motors don't—I mean, like the motors don't run as well there. Seems like 360 under the hood because it just doesn't make the power because you're in the elevations, you know.
2: Hmm. Okay, I'm still slightly confused,
1: but well, you gave no me diff- some more information. It's no different. Just like you're—you're you're a runner, so uh, you know of Olympic trainers.
2: Right. They
1: train they, at altitude.
2: They train at altitude. Because it's harder to
1: breathe. Breathe. And
2: then so when you get sea level, it's then easier. Then it's easier. So There you go. See, you put it in my term, Your term. There you Thank go. Thank you so much. Okay. So for our racing folk and our runner, runner folk, now, there you now we
1: know. So uh, should we take a break? Sure. And we'll come back and finish this thing up.
0: Shane's custom graphics making you look faster since 1990. From NASCAR to go-karts, and with 20 years in the sign industry, Shane's Custom Graphics is your one-stop shop for logos and graphic design, as well as wraps and graphic installation. Contact Shane at Shane's Custom Graphics at 704-870-1096 or email at Graphics at gmail.com.
1: Okay, guys, we're back. Episode 39, the end of the day. I'm ready to take a break.
2: <laughs> oh, you've worked so hard. I have reviews. Guess what number we have now? This is a fun game because it goes up by one every pop week. Pop bottles
1: probably. No, finally got I, in. I don't
2: know that it was pop bottles. But we have sixty-seven now, so I'm encouraged that we continue to move up. Progress is progress, one no matter week, what pace.
1: The 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 uh, reviews are going about as fast as we are. Not well, very. It's going to <laughs> take
2: it a while to get it figured out. <laughs> Um, uh, this review is from Raz Sonoma, and this person's from Canada. That's exciting. Awesome. For me, I put Canada A.
1: Eh? Got a lot of friends I've in Canada. Jokes. A lot of
2: good you stuff. do have lots of friends in Canada. Yeah, yeah. So they said, love the driver family perspective. Hey, I just wanted to say I love your show. I stumbled across it after Wayne's appearance on Wing Nation. I'm definitely going to go back through and listen to all the episodes. Keep it coming, and I wish you luck and progress with your tough world of outlaw career.
1: Well, Raz, thanks for that. That was that's kind of cool. We, uh, you go back and listen to all of them. You'll see that uh, we probably haven't got much better at this, but (laughs) it's all right. We wing it every week, and uh, we we have fun with it. Sarah has way more fun with it than I do, and then complains about having to. Put it all together and work on it and all well, it's that it's just
2: the timing is not always my favorite as far as getting you when you're ready to record i've already done all the legwork and i'm just kind of done with it it's okay it's, it's okay we have lots of plans for the off season so i'm excited about i'm that. scared of the off
1: season folks you
2: shouldn't be scared of the off season so to wrap it up like i tell you every week you can follow along on social media facebook instagram at wayne johnson racing you can email us at Yahoo.com or call and text 405-362-0620. You can leave us comments, uh, questions of the week, anything you want to call us about there. You're welcome to call anytime. And I also have the website waynejohnson2c.com. Check that out. I need to put some more work into that. But if you just want to go check it out, that'd be nice. Um, and always, like I ask, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. If you all do any of those things, as always, if you will send me an email, WayneJohnsonRacing at yahoo dot com, I would be happy to send you a package of interesting Wayne Johnson merch. You never know what it's going to be.
1: Hat pin. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. I was shocked about the hat pins. I'm not gonna lie. They, I, <laughs> this little box came, and I was like, "What are these things?" And I pulled them out. and I'm like, "Lord, have mercy." I-
2: There's all kinds of things you can buy. I just,
1: duh.
2: I'm just trying different stuff to figure out what I like.
1: Well, that's awesome.
2: If you have any suggestions of merch that you would like, let me know, and I'll see what I can do.
1: Um, how about flags?
2: I thought about that.
1: Trump flags.
2: Well, I didn't think about that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, till next week. Keep listening, but you, this is going to be a slow week. We don't race this weekend, so. If you have any suggestions on who we could have on or what you want us to talk about this would probably be the perfect week to send her an email and uh, give us a shout out and try to figure out what it is because this is going to be a slow week thanks for listening see you next week
0: this has been the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast we thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode until then we'll see you at the tracks